Hi, I'm Beck, and this is the Be Soulful Podcast, a place where we dive into deep conversations with vulnerability and authenticity to inspire you to ask the more deeper and meaningful questions in your own life. Welcome to today's episode of the Be Soulful Podcast. Today, our guest is Clarissa. A bit of a background about Clarissa. She is a health coach and specializes in metabolic precision training. She's a mom of two and someone who is committed to her health for herself and others through the work that she does. I've actually watched Clarissa since becoming a mum and have always admired how committed she has been to her own health and fitness. And I wanted to open up and talk to her about this and what changes when you become a mum, you know, trying to find a new routine, physical body changes, and also not so much finding the time, but making the time. So that's exactly what we speak about today. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode with Clarissa on the Be Soulful podcast. Clarissa, welcome. Thank you so much for joining the Be Soulful podcast today. That's okay. I'm very excited (laughs) and nervous, but excited. Yeah, I know. It can be really nerve wracking. I think even when I first started doing this podcast, um, when I go back and listen to it, I think, oh yeah, I can really, yeah, hear the difference, hear the nerves. So yeah, totally normal. Um, So look, I've given the listeners a bit of a background about you. Um, So who, who is Clarissa? Who's Clarissa? Oh, that's right. This is the first question. (laughs) Do you know what? I've always wondered when I've listened to your previous podcast, I was like, how would I answer that? Who, who am I? And it's hard, do you know what? Know. It is hard and I can't even say that I can give you an actual direct answer mm. as to who I am. I can give you the very superficial things mm-hmm. like I'm a mom, I'm a trainer, I'm those things. <laughs> um, but as to me, oh, I feel like I'm, I'm ever changing. So I can't even answer as to who I always am. But, but that is an I, answer. That actually is. Well, there that, you go. That's a beautiful answer. Yeah. <laughs> there you and go. I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm sometimes very malleable, like water, if you want to say, um, mm. where no matter what sort of life circumstances happen, I find myself sort of constantly adapting to them. So that's wow. who I am. Maybe an adapter, if you want to call me that. That's really interesting. That's, that's yeah. I will dive into that a little bit later okay, on. Yeah, because I find that really yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, that's fine. So I guess for the purpose of, you know, obviously this podcast and the superficial things, um, you are your mum, you, mm-hmm. you mentioned you're a trainer. Yes, yes. So tell I us am. about that. How did that journey start for you? Oh, I love this story. It's um okay. I look, I'm I'm going to share that my partner was previously on these podcasts. Mm-hmm. He, he's also a trainer. Yeah. Um, for anyone listening, um, yeah, you you'll probably make the connection through the through the topic. So yeah, um, <laughs> probably. Oh my gosh, I might sound like a little a little tiny tiny version of him at times. <laughs> oh no, and I wouldn't expect anything less. So that that's marvelous. Yeah, so I actually, prior to getting into fitness, was studying midwifery. That was my oh, first course wow. out of uni. I I loved um, babies. I loved sort of the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got into that. But I later 
stopped. I found it just, it wasn't for me. Um, then during sort of that whole time was when I met my partner and he took me through my own journey of changing myself, weight loss, um, and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with how it made me feel, just how it completely changed my life. And I knew that I always wanted to get into something where I was helping people in some way. I always thought it would be in sort of the medical field. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the one thing that sort of drew me out of midwifery was the fact that I didn't have my own experience in it. I couldn't relate to Mm -hmm. it with people. I'd find a lot of people that were studying that course a few of them had had their own kids. That's what drew them to that was they yeah. had their own experience. I didn't have that. I felt like I didn't have that passion in me. Whereas mm-hmm. with this, I had experienced it mm. and it was amazing. I still think about it now and I still love it till this day. Everything that we do, everything that we teach our clients and how we help them. Um, so yeah, that's how we, I got into it. I thought after this, I was like, no, I think I want to help people as well with this because this is this is in their everyday life essentially this is how they live how they wake up how they go through every single part of their day um so yeah that's how I got into it and I've been doing it for five years I think wow okay yeah and gone quick gone quick so for anyone um listening um the particular type of training I guess that Clarissa you provide um and and the training that you do is probably not and I can say it because I did I was involved um you know with um yeah the program that that that, you know you deliver um and it really challenged um every every part of me and uh at the time I was not ready to uh you know I had a lot of I learned probably more than anything that Mm -hmm. uh, this whole health and fitness game is a mental game um and prior to that you know um I had you know had a fitness journey prior and it was all superficial and didn't pay much attention to the mental side of things and um yeah that all kind of crashed and fell apart so um I think what you're saying is so true like um it's you're helping everyday people in their life and we don't often we often think about personal trainers or trainers as just like someone who is going to go to we're going to go to them and they're going to you know push us to exercise and that's it what you deliver is is not just that It, it is much much more and do you know what I had the same experience before I used to go to the gym I went to the gym for years I think yeah. since I was like maybe 16 wow I went okay. to the gym for years and it was just that mindless training like yeah. you just go in you just I don't know jump on equipment move it around a bit and then that's it you leave but there was something this time where we actually went really deep you know and we went into not just not just exercise I think this was the first time that I was actually trained nutritionally which changed Mm. quite a bit for me just mentally just almost chemically in my brain just shifted things which was enough to shift the way that I thought about things as well the way that I acted and I've been able to do it ever since which has been enough for me and it also shows me that you know what what we teach as well we're on we're on the right track we're we're on a good track (laughs) yeah absolutely Absolutely. So pr- prior to that, Clarissa, before you sort of started that journey with um, 
with what you do now and uh, you you embarked on that fitness journey um what what were you looking for like where were you at that point before you sort of embarked in you know what what you do now with metabolic precision and all of that like where were you how were you feeling what made you go I think I need to change something oh okay so um I think I've always I wouldn't know if I'd say I struggled with my weight that people could see more mm-hmm. so with the way that I thought. Okay. Um, so I was, I was never obviously happy with the way that I looked. Um, and so I was always looking for weight loss, but I, it was never enough for me to maybe take that step further in getting, I had a personal trainer. I didn't have a coach. So I find mm-hmm. them completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I ever had the confidence to go to a coach I also, I think I also trusted in myself a lot more of my personal trainer. So maybe put a lot more responsibility on them than what I did on myself, which I later realized that a lot of it was more on myself than on them. They're just there to guide you, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So... And prior to that, I'd say I was just going through the motions of what everyone else does, just wanted to lose weight, wanted to change the way that I looked and thinking that I was doing enough, but still, you know, at the end of the day, not being happy with the way that I looked until one day, um, I guess you just hit that breaking point. You, you hit that point that you realize that what I have been doing is not enough. Like this is something has to change now and for me that was um I was already with my partner so when we we first met we didn't he didn't go straight into being my coach or anything like that we I think we had like a good eight months together before yeah he he wanted or felt the need to help me in that sense because I was just always doing my own thing yeah um yeah until one day I I had a uh, measurements with one of my trainers mm-hmm. and I thought I had been doing the right thing I thought I was changing and you, you know you get your measurements and they're not what you expect I had gone up instead of gone down and that was just enough that I just broke down after that I couldn't even explain why I've had measurements before um, but that was just my breaking point I remember mm-hmm. that day so clearly I remember the way that I felt and mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just enough for me to be like, no, it, it has to be something different. Something has to change here. And yeah, wow. that was when luckily my partner was just like, yep, I think you're ready. That was yeah. what he said. Like, I think you're ready now to wow. do it. I'm yeah. just feeling that because um, I think I reckon every woman who listened to this and, and some men too, um, yeah. uh, we've all, I reckon everyone can relate to that moment where you just... <laughs> You're, you, oh, your heart just sinks. Your heart sinks and you think, oh, my God, what have I, like, I, you know, I've been putting in all this work that I thought was right and, yeah, having, mm-hmm. you know, that scales are up or the measurements are up and, yeah, you have your fall apart moments. So that was yours. That was yours. Yeah. You were like, okay, something needs to give. So yeah. then you embarked on um, your fitness journey into mm-hmm. MP. Um, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, I did my own journey first. I didn't do, yeah. I didn't become a coach or anything first I think I did my I think I did about six months of it what? Okay. of just wow. of being a, a client essentially 
Wow. And you got amazing results because I actually remember you were one of like the examples. For anyone listening, wondering what MP is, it's metabolic precision. It's a particular way, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, it's a particular way of uh, really living. It's not just a fitness regime. I would say it's a particular commitment and way of of living your life. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Wow. So you went through your own journey for six months and you did get really good results, but um, I'm sure it not only transformed your physical um, Mm. body, but Mm. your mental, like your mental space as well. It did. I think for the first time in my life, I felt confident. I just, I felt amazing. Like Mm. I, you know, you, you wake up and you're just like, the world is my oyster. Like I can do whatever I want. And look, sometimes I think now to sort of five years later, where to be honest, after two kids, I do not have that body anymore, um, which I'm absolutely okay with. Um, You know, I think back now and I'm just like, oh, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's sad, but it's, I've got to find the right word for it. And it's not even disappointing. It's almost like, maybe maybe a version of sad where something as vain if you want to say mm-hmm. completely changed who I am but it was I guess it was just what was missing in my life at the time you mm-hmm. know for some people they could be listening to this and being like oh you know being skinny being skinny wouldn't make me feel that way I love the way that I am you know body positivity and everything mm-hmm. like that and I'm all for that stuff as well but I think it was also important for me to just be realistic with the fact that this was what I needed. Yeah. It, it was just plain and simple. It was what I wanted. It was what I needed. And I got it. And 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 I love that you're honest about that, Clarissa, because I, I don't think there's anything wrong with admitting that. So I think, um, mm. you know, I think... Uh, I think all of us have been through that, that point where, you know, we want to look a certain way and, you know, what health is or um, what you're focusing on. Sometimes it is based on maybe sometimes some of the more vain or maybe superficial things. But I think, you know, as you maybe become more connected to your body or life happens or even you just get older, um, that attachment to you know, that I guess sometimes it becomes a reliance on the external. I don't know if that was ever Mm -hmm. your experience, Um, Mm. but I know I certainly went through that when I sort of went through a fitness journey in my 20s and became very Mm. reliant on um, that external feedback I got constantly about, you know, when you lose weight, you, oh, you look so good. Oh, my gosh. And then, you know, suddenly you're wearing things and fitting into certain sizes and, um whilst on the external that can appear as being you look healthy but mentally Mm. on the inside I wouldn't say that that was an embodiment of health um Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah definitely like I've been able to see probably more so same thing as I got older all of this happened I'm only 30, so it happened when I was about 30. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It happened when I was about 25, right? So Mm. I was still, I was still really young, you know, going through, I think pregnancy actually, just it same, uh, just a whole nother journey that just completely changed me for, for everything that I had worked so hard 
before, but it's still for the better, you know, like it's still, um, it helped me see that, yes, there was probably a part of me that got very used to Mm -hmm. the constant you know, people saying things about like, wow, you look amazing. You've worked so hard, you know, constantly sharing your progress, things like that. You get almost addicted to that. You get almost constantly looking for, for feedback and external validation. Exactly. You know, and maybe when you're doing it, you're not doing it consciously. And now, you know, I barely go on social media to post much I don't have time but um <laughs> no you wouldn't like, no not with two, two children, no but you know if I really wanted to if I really would have wanted to continue to seek that external validation I probably could but you know you grow out of that you realize that there is a lot more to health than just that do I still think I was healthy at the time I do there's no way in hell that I disregard everything that I once was you know there were many times that I wish I could go back Mm -hmm. to to feeling that way but I also don't feel that sort of desperation that I did prior to starting the journey as well oh that's beautifully said that I think yeah that's that's a such a beautiful way you put it yes you don't feel that desperation because I think all of us at some point, Clarissa, like we, you know, you, you did. And, and, and again, you've got, you know, two children now, which has, I'm sure, completely transformed the way you <laughs> view yourself and life and live life. Yeah. But, yeah, you do. You get stuck in that, um, yeah, it's like this desperation to be a certain way, to look a certain way. Um, you do, yeah. Yeah. And I still, you know, maybe there are times that I, I find myself, to go through that you know there'll be a a day where you're just like I I need to be this size again I need to look like this again but you just you quickly snap yourself out of it yeah as well which is something that I probably never thought I could do like all of (laughs) all of these influx of feelings that I have now I think I never thought one that I would have and that two I would be okay with yeah 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 I can understand that it's really funny I'm uh, yeah nowadays like I mean I I don't promote anyone being unhealthy whether that's underweight or overweight I think there's 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 certain things that you know that that markers for you know for health um Mm -hmm, that'll mm -hmm. always be there regardless whether you believe in superficial or not there are certain markers where yeah that you you do need to meet and look you know I sort of um had a few health issues and you know gained a lot of weight and it's it's funny how sometimes an experience can uh detach you from no longer identifying as you know as you said that desperation and I was at a um I was at a I was with some with with some friends or people that I knew and um often the word when you say the word fat it's like mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's a terrible word and mm-hmm. I was referencing that as a fact about myself and these mm-hmm. people were mortified and I wasn't saying it to be horrible to myself mm-hmm. it really was just a fact you know yeah. Yeah. um and they were just absolutely like, oh my God, no, no, no. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not, I'm, I, you know, I, I love and appreciate from you and myself and my boy, 
but it's yeah. just a fact. And you kind yeah. of also lose that. I don't know if that was ever the same for you. I kind of lost that, you know, whereas once upon a time, if I only had to hear the word fat, my gut would sink. Oh my God. You know, whereas now yeah. it's like, yeah. And that's a fact. Like I'm. Yeah. You know, Look, yeah. those things I'd say, I'm still working through those things. Okay. I know those things about myself where there are, I think, trigger words for me <laughs> still where you're just like, <laughs> Do they think that about me? So <laughs> did, did someone say that about me? And it 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 hurts me still. Okay. But I think that just comes back from a Maybe it's age. Maybe it's age because I'm older than you. Oh, <laughs> okay, ask me in a few years. <laughs> well, yes, five years has changed me a lot. So maybe another few years I might be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I can understand. I really can. But that's good. That is so good that you've been able to get to that point. Mm. I think that's good that you're just able to have those conversations with people and just actually speak about yourself without any emotion, without just sort of. Yeah, it's like you. The way that you think it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, it's not to, to be harsh or horrible to yourself because yeah. I can still say nice things about myself too. That's, yeah, exactly. You know, at this point, just could be a fact. But anyway, I'm digressing mm-hmm. a bit. So, Clarissa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring it back to you because this is about mm-hmm. you. Um, <laughs> so, I remember um, when you did have your Instagram page, which you no longer have, and you were constantly, I used to get so much inspiration. You'd put up your meals. And I was like, wow, this girl's amazing. You were always sharing like your recipes. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this is, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. So take us through having your children, how that has changed, how, how did that change you? What was that like? Oh, wow. It, um, I, yes, I think my kids, probably my first child more so, um, came at like a really amazing time in my life. I used to, I don't know if many people knew this, but I used to be a trainer and I used to work part-time as well. Did you so really? Just, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just wow. worked in um, in retail um so I yep I had my clients and then usually I'd go to work after and then come home just something just a little bit of me being scared to let go of that security and just jumping in and being like all right you know both of us having our own business is a bit scary sometimes Mm. especially it can be so up and down um so one day I decided to bite the bullet and just be like okay not that's it you know we'll do it. It's just us two. Everything's fine. Um, we're in a pretty good place right now. Business is pretty good. I think we can do it. Um, so I did it. Lo and behold, a couple months later, fall pregnant. And oh it's, yeah, it's one of those things where you're just like, cool. Another challenge. I've always, I think I reached at that point, a very complacent time in my life as well, mm-hmm. where I was, I, I was always looking for a challenge and I thought it would be you know, physical in my training, maybe making things a bit difficult. My sister and I did Oxfam that year as I well. Know. So we did the hundred I kilometer that. walk. I watched yes. that from social media and I I did. I, I was gonna I was just about to mention that when you mentioned challenging yourself. So yes, mm-hmm. amazing. That all happened that year. So my last day at my job was the day before I went to Oxfam. Oh um, wow. yeah. So I did that. And um, yes, I was always constantly looking for that challenge. There was something in me that was striving for just 
oh, some, I don't know, like I felt like I needed more. Um, and then, yeah, I felt pregnant and thank God both my pregnancies were absolutely crazy. Everything was, um, I wasn't sick. I wasn't anything like that. But what I found after was that I don't think I realized that (laughs) the challenge I would be given, um, would be basically to stop thinking about yourself. Maybe it was what I needed. Um, Wow, that's a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, go on. Because you said you felt like you needed more. You were constantly like looking for that something else. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I think, look, um, I'm Catholic. Like, So am I. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So I honestly, I, I, I wouldn't say I talk about it often, but I honestly think that everything that happens in my life obviously comes from above and it happens for a reason. And this is why we always think that our firstborn, he's he's very special because of the time that he came into our life. And um, yeah, after that, I was just like, this isn't about you anymore. Like it's, it's not about you. You need to give yourself, I wouldn't say I gave myself up, and I would, it's hard because I, I always had the thought of I need to sort of continue training, continue keeping myself healthy so I can be the best for him. But I couldn't do it the way that I used to do it. So it's almost like I had to share myself as number one with wow. both of them. Wow. Um, That's, that is so profound, actually. And I think... You know, again, I'm not a mum yet, um, you know, and hopefully by God's grace, if that happens, fantastic. But I think that's mm-hmm. that's probably something that when you, you know, I can only imagine that when you're a mum, suddenly, you know, like suddenly you're used to having all your time and, you know, your energy is really just on you or your partner or, you know, extended family when you see them. Um, but, you know, to suddenly have your whole routine change and realise that your training is not going to be done the same way. Yeah. And it wasn't even just my training. It was just life. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't just pick up and go and do what I wanted. I think I learned that lesson a lot more this time because obviously there were two to look after. Wow. So it wasn't just, okay, my child's fed. Now I can go to the gym. No, it's one is fed. Is the other fed? And then can I, can I go, can I go and do my own things? You know, so things like meal prepping as much as I used to, all of that stuff, I couldn't do, but I channeled that passion that I had in cooking to doing it for my kids. You know, as soon as my kid could eat food, I was so excited because I was just like, one, I can make you the food I don't eat. (laughs) And (laughs) two, like I can make it sort of really yummy for you I can focus this stuff on you because I did it with myself for so long so I still prepped my food but my excitement and everything went into them and well it went into him first and then my second child so they I don't know I wish I wish I had more words to describe just how they changed my life but all I can say is that they really Oh, it's almost like it felt like they brought me back down to earth is what they did. Really? Yeah. I feel like I was probably on a bit of a, like a high horse <laughs> prior to them. 
And what do you mean by that, Carissa? Because I find that so interesting. Because, uh, I mean, I've always I, seen both you and your um, partner as very, very humble people. So when you say you felt like you were on your high horse, I think, God, I must have a, like a, I don't know, really <laughs> tall horse. <laughs> no, I mean it in a way of like, like how I mentioned before, how I was very complacent. I was sort of constantly looking for that challenge. Mm-hmm. A showed me that challenge much more than what I ever expected and they showed me not necessarily what it's not like to succeed but what it felt like for something to be really 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 hard which I didn't have in my own journey right what I thought was hard in my journey Mm -hmm. I found to be a hundred times harder with them not because they were difficult children or anything like that they were absolutely amazing I think it was just me adapting to being a mom because I never I never I never thought about the day I would be a mom I never thought I had a maternal bone in my body really oh yeah I'd be at work and I'd see children and I'd be like oh Please don't, don't touch that. Please don't touch that. Um, but yeah, you did midwifery. That's, I find that sorry. That is I just, love babies. I love okay, babies. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Children, I, I was a bit like, ugh, ugh. I love the journey of pregnancy as well. I loved that. But that's what I mean. That's why that was a huge part of the reason why I didn't think I could do it because I didn't, I, I don't know. There was, I didn't feel, I saw how some women felt the connection to pregnancy mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. that side of things I mm-hmm. liked it I feel like that's that's a huge difference me liking it to me being like I feel it in me yeah. I I feel like I need to be that support for them I feel like that with my clients <laughs> yeah okay yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah wow that's that's so it's interesting, but I love hearing that because um, I think maybe sometimes that's expected of, of women, isn't it? That, you know, that you or you you should be this maternal person and you oh. should really look forward to embracing the pregnancy. And some women do. And, hey, you know what? For those women that do, fantastic. That's wonderful. But yeah. it's that's not everyone's experience. Yeah, exactly. I think that was one thing that I tried so hard not to do when I was pregnant was just not I didn't I mean I knew the science behind it mm-hmm. um but how people felt when they were pregnant I didn't want to know I didn't I kept myself out of all of that I just kept living my life as though Excellent. I wasn't pregnant um I didn't read any books about parenting I love I didn't that that's anything. so my style <laughs> yeah we both like we'd have conversations about it and we just sort of same we just sort of winged it we were just I think I think we were confident in the people that we were um and we're just like I think if we just keep being that and sort of made sure that we continue to work on ourselves at at some point it'll be okay like we will we will stay calm and we will be okay I love that I really love I can I can resonate with that because I feel like you know that's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm still like that. I still, sometimes I question, I'm like, do I still not have a maternal bone? Like I still, sometimes I'm like, kids. <laughs> and I really love that you don't 
plaster them over social media. And I'm not anyone listening. Please don't think I'm having a, having a dig at anyone who yeah. does want to do that um, because I think it's wonderful if you do want to share um, mm. your children. My my personal, um, I have a sister who has a child and she doesn't share. There is not what you'll not find one photo of her child mm. on social media and that's a decision she makes that I just personally really resonate with. So Yeah. I think yeah. it's, I don't know, it's, I, I think maybe me a little bit different to my partner. I'm a little bit more of I get concerned for their safety. Yeah, I can understand um, that. Yeah. It's probably the main thing. All of those things with kids absolutely terrify me. Yeah. Um, so I get more concerned about their safety and, yeah, people don't really need to to see them. If they want to see them, they can come and visit us. Yeah, 100%. Meet them in person. Yeah, yeah, much better. Um, so this, you know, your first child comes into your life and mm. suddenly, you know, you're – you're a mom and you've got this child and you're, you know, you're not, I guess, not to say you're not the same Clarissa, but the Clarissa maybe that you once, you know, who her tower time was spent is suddenly mm. now taken up with, mm-hmm. um, you know, your baby. So how did yeah. you, how, how did you navigate that? And how were you still able to, you know, keep, um, I guess, your own routines for your own health? Yeah, so for us, one thing that we um, really focused on with both of the kids was their sleep, Mm. getting them to sleep well and sleep all night. Thankfully, we've got two kids that sleep amazingly. They're like little logs when they go to bed and they, they slept all night from when they were about four months. So that made my life a lot easier. That made my life a lot, a lot easier. I would, um, this is, it was huge for us. It was super important for us because we knew that without our sleep, we couldn't function well, right? So how do you, how did, so I'm just, because I'll relate this to my to my <laughs> sister because she went, I mean, her, her daughter is a bit older now, but when she was a baby, uh, no, she was not sleeping through the night. So how, how did you, is there something that you did or how? Um, yeah we we let them cry (laughs) we let them sort of learn to soothe themselves yeah I love that Um, and we did it we did it gradually we we went horrible parents that like closed the door on them and left them there for (laughs) for 40 45 minutes and stuff I did a bit of reading on a couple of techniques that we could have done Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of it was just of teaching them to soothe themselves, teaching them to, yeah, just calm themselves down. And, and it worked like it took time. It took, it took a lot of time and Hey, both of them still sometimes in the middle of the night, we'll do a little wake up or something like that, but it's about leaving them for us, for us, it was about leaving them for a little bit and seeing, okay, do you soothe yourself? And they did. And then they went back to sleep. And building that habit in them as well. You know, I think babies are born as an absolute clean slate. They They don't know what they're feeling. They can only communicate with us by crying. And it was the same thing as if they were fed, their nappies were clean. Um, Yeah, they're, they're okay. They will fall asleep. 
Yeah. So yeah, it was about building that. So once we did that with them, my life became a lot easier. I was able to, I breastfed both of them for a year. Oh wow! So I still always needed to wake up. So I made sure that I, with Zach, oh, sorry, with my first child, it was a little bit easier to fall asleep, um, to go to bed earlier because mm-hmm. he'd go to bed early. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the next one, it was a little bit harder. You find myself going to bed a bit later, but I'd go to bed early. I'd wake up at four o'clock religiously every day. I'd pump. And after that, I'd go to the gym and oh I'd my do my gosh. stuff. And then I'd come home and then the day was dedicated to him or them. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> four o'clock. So, oh, wow. um, right. um, we were early people anyways. So that wasn't a problem for me. I was okay to go to bed early. We'll say about nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'd be going to bed. And then, um, yeah, if he had a good sleep and everything was okay, I was able to go. And, of course, because my partner was there as well, that was a huge thing. I think having him around made my life also very, very different to, I think, sort of, what other people may experience because he was around a lot more. Um, Obviously we both don't work the usual nine to five jobs. So he was able to help me a lot. And I accepted that help. I happily think this time around, it was a little bit harder and I find myself still sort of trying to find maybe a new routine this time. Um, And Hey, it's taken time. My baby's almost one year old. Um, but that's okay. I'm okay with that as well. I, I'm happy with sort of what I've been able to achieve with him so far this year, which was just breastfeeding him for a year. That was where wow. that's wow. what I've learned. I mean, that's what I've learned to do with kids as well is just to slow down, aim for one thing. And, you know, you can only stretch yourself so far. So it's good yeah, that you, that, you it's, I think it's really good that you don't put those um, pressures on yourself, Clarissa. Um mm. I actually, I was really fortunate that I did get to see um, your little boy um, in, in the park with your partner. And the one thing that stuck out to me, and I was with my partner and um, he even commented on as well, is how calm your baby seemed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very calm. So how yeah. important How important is that? Like I, I'm going to I'm gonna assume it's really important um, because it seems to have rubbed off on, on your child because just so calm. Yeah, look, I think I think they've adapted a lot to our environment, um, to what our house is like, to what our home is like. Our home, we try to keep it very sort of calm and uh, not necessarily quiet with them, but we try, <laughs> we do try to keep it very calm and sort of very still. We're aware if maybe they've had a day that they've had too much stimulation, whatever it is, whether we've had lots of outings that day or something, we, we stay home for a little bit. We stay home for a couple of days and we let them recenter themselves because we know if one, there's a high chance that if we're tired, if we're feeling a little bit overstimulated or we're feeling a little bit off and they've been with us, there's a high chance that they feel that way as well. So while they, yeah, well, they recenter themselves, we also do as well. Or even if there are days that we feel a little bit off or we're a little bit tired, whatever it is, you know, we take that time and 
one amazing thing that someone always said to me was that let them get used to your life. Don't change your life for them. Oh my God. Hallelujah. That you said that. Oh, (laughs) Oh yeah. I think that would have to be, as I said, look, I'm not a parent, but I've been around, you know, you know, I know people who are parents, my sister and I, oh, that statement I think is so um, underused because I have seen that happen um, where, yeah, the parent will literally revolve their whole day and life around the child. And um, I personally don't agree with that. I think, yeah, exactly what you said. Yeah. And I think sometimes it may be um, certain things I find maybe to be a little bit easier for my partner than what it is for me. I think sometimes, you know, I might fall into that trap of, oh, um, the kids are hungry. The kids are hungry right now. They need to eat, even if I need to eat, right? They need to eat right now. Even though they only ate an hour ago, <laughs> this is this is their time to eat. I'll put my food aside and go to them. And, you know, five hours later, I'm starving and you know, it could just be the smallest of things like that, you know, and you fall into that, um, that little trap sometimes. But I think same, you know, for the majority of the time, they've adapted to our life a lot. It's, we talk about it every day about, you know, when we bring them with us, if we go to work or whatever, and they're there and they're around what we do, they see us work. You know, my oldest son now understands what we do and that we need to work he was just he grew up around what we do and he was able to see that those things and has made him a completely different kid I'm just really taking that in because um (laughs) it was really profound actually when I not that I'm not that this podcast is about your partner but I do remember when I um was able to see your your baby for the first time and then and, you know saw your partner in the park and I was you know I was like oh my god this this child is just so beautiful and calm <laughs> and just so zen like and yeah. um and I'm sure you share the same sentiments I remember your partner actually said to me um well we don't overstimulate we don't overstimulate our baby so you know you know we don't need to buy our child, you know, tons and tons of toys when they're still just trying to figure out, you know, the grass and, yeah. you know, fresh air right. and understanding the basics. And, and that hit me so hard. And I thought, wow, that is yeah. so true. And thankfully we've been able to sort of push that through with our second child as well. Our house is, if you were to walk into our house, you would probably could tell that they're kids, but you could question it. You know, they've got a tiny little corner on the side. Usually they have one toy out each at a time. And until they're, they're sick of it, then maybe we decide to change it for them, you know, or they've outgrown whatever it is, but they've fallen in love with everything else around them. You know, my son can get so excited over a little tub that a poster comes in then he can play with that for a week and he's happy with it, you know, and that makes it, that's made it for us so much easier when we go out and we do things because everything else out in the world is so beautiful for them. It's just, there's nothing at home that they feel like they have to run back to. I love that so much. Or, and I bet they're not the children that are constantly 
you know, and, and not that I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> have a dig at other kids, but, you know, obviously the observation, the way you, you know, live and raise your children, I bet they don't are constantly not asking for toys or anything when, when they go out mm. to the supermarket or anything like that. They're not, they're not aware. That's the thing. They don't, Good. they don't, they don't Good. know. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't know. They just sort of go, you know, my child just is now learning where we go and buy our food from. And, you know, he's just in absolute awe that there's uh, so many bananas there and at home there's only five, you know, and <laughs> it just, it makes life beautiful, you know. So it's made my whole journey as a mum not easy, but it's made it easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they are, yeah, they're amazing kids. <laughs> I have no doubt at all. Um, what's been like the biggest thing you've learned about yourself through becoming through becoming a mum and this whole you know process of having one child and now two? What's the biggest thing you learned about you? Um, I think how well I can change is probably one of the things I've learned about myself is yeah. um, how well I can adapt to a certain situation is what they've taught me I think um sort of my life prior to kids probably wasn't it wasn't I didn't have a hard life (laughs) it was um it was just normal it was just really calm it was just I I was very very lucky to not grow up with any struggle any my life wasn't difficult growing up so there was no reason for me to ever have to adapt to a lot of change to Mm -hmm. ever have to sort of, I never had situations that needed me to be strong or needed me to be in charge, you know, whereas now I do, it's, it's my every day, you know, to not, not to be in charge, but to just, um, Oh, how can I put it? Sorry, I just had a, a no. brain fart moment. No, um, that's okay. I love that you're so aware of that, and that you can, you can, um, you can, you can recognize that. And I, I did briefly remember meeting your your family, your mum and dad, and, uh, yes. and you've got you've got a beautiful family unit. You all seem very, very close, and yeah, um, yeah. So I, I can definitely see the foundation that you've you know come from. So it seems yeah. very beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it has been nice. It's that they've, um, I think my upbringing has helped me a lot as well with yeah. raising the two boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me a lot. Yeah. And your parents seem very, very cute as well. I remember them coming and training and yeah. Oh, really. they are. They're, they're good <laughs> and they're good help. The boys love them. They take the boys off our hands at times as well. That was probably another very important thing that we did was we got them used to being elsewhere from young so that um you know we could have our time as well it's made can you talk more on that because I I yeah I think so many parents and again I'm not judging anyone um and I can understand it you know to a to a degree I'm not a mum so I can't understand it from personal experience that you know a lot of mums do have that anxiety like I know my sister definitely did her doesn't like her daughter to be away from her so Mm. um you know you just said you like to get them used to you know being Mm -hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. with, with your parents. So tell us a bit more. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, so probably a bit of it stems from the fact that I felt like I did not have any maternal bone in my body. So <laughs> when I did have my son, I felt okay with him going with my parents I feel like this sounds so horrible love it no I love it I absolutely love it I really do I can I feel like it's yeah I could relate to it maybe yeah like it was just I don't know it was something that right now I can see how important it is right but at the start it was one getting him used to not being around us all the time because we're business owners we were around all the time um you know we'd maybe be gone for a couple of hours at a time so we thought it would be healthy for him but I personally I I think I was okay (laughs) when I dropped him off um at my parents and it started off very small it started off with I'd drop him off right before his bedtime and he'd just go there he'd fall asleep and the next morning they'd bring him to us because they train with us um so they'd bring him to us um at the studio and it'll just be he just had one meal over there and then he was back with us Mm -hmm. and we did that for a period of time until I think it was just till after one actually that he started to stay there a little bit longer where he didn't need me to feed him anymore um and yeah it just evolved from there and because it worked out so well with him and for us it you know it was good for us it was good for our relationship it was good for us to just I think for a day to just not be parents as well like it is amazing how just not taking a pram out of a car makes you feel. You can just walk out of the car and you're just like, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to take anything out, you know, and yes. we were able to do things that we used to do, even if it was just to go for a walk, you know, just us two. And so same, we did the same with our second child. Um, he got thrown into the deep end a little bit more because he stayed there four days from the start. <laughs> um, so we know we could do it as well. Um, Love yeah. That. It was only once they, um, once they could sleep because I didn't want my parents to obviously become sleep yeah. deprived as well. Sleep is a big mm. thing for us if people haven't gathered. Um, yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah. So once they, once I was it, I was like, once I knew that, okay, they could at least sleep all night um, my parents will be okay to look after them and the kids love them the kids absolutely love them I think that's it's I think that's I just love everything about what you've said I actually had this moment like probably about a month ago I just went to my local um, supermarket and I got out of the car and I was parked next to this 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 mom who you know lady who had had a child and she was getting her pram out of the back of her like you know big big car and shit and I was just grabbed my bag and and I I did literally have this moment where I thought oh my gosh like poor thing like like you know like it's wonderful that you've got you know your your children don't get me wrong I think it's it's wonderful but yeah you think like I had this moment I was like oh god I I I just got out of my car and walked off like yes just so oh my goodness I, uh, I remember this man made a comment to me once when I was at the shops um and I was putting the kids back in the car and put one in, I put the other and I was packing up the double pram oh and he was just like, that's really big. He's like, it's not easy, is it? And I'm like, 
<laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm so, so tired, but it's okay. <laughs> well, I but, love yeah. I love that you um you know that, that you do recognize those things because I've seen um with with some mums they get really lost. They get really lost in expelling so much and sometimes never knowing when to ask for help either or sometimes asking for help can be really hard or maybe they just don't have the support around them to ask for help. Um, I know. So I love, yeah, go on, Clarissa, sorry. I think that's, um, that's why, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to sort of talk about certain things like, you know, me um, becoming a mom and becoming a parent because I feel... I feel overly blessed and overly lucky as to the fact that one, I have great support around me, absolutely great support around me. I had really, really good pregnancies and I didn't sort of going into this as well. I had never experienced any sort of, I wouldn't say I had anxiety. I wouldn't say I had depression. I never experienced any of that. Wonderful. Yeah. So going into this, you know, if there was a, a tough day that I had, I, I never felt like it would spiral out of control. You know, I, I felt very lucky in that sense that we were actually able to do things the way that we did. And it's hard. I feel bad, you know, because there are some moms that struggle so much, you know, even if it's just a tough pregnancy or prior to that um, or postnatally, whatever it is, it's really hard for some women. And that's why sometimes I feel like when I share my story, it's very rare. <laughs> it is. But you know what? I, I don't, I actually, I really, really love hearing it. And I'm, I'll share why, because first of all, I don't think you should feel bad about it at all. Um, Mm. and I think, you know, that's been your journey because I, you know, sitting here on the other end chatting with you, I don't think you take it for granted either. You know, in some ways you may be, maybe accustomed to your circumstances, which is great, Mm. but I think you're also aware, you have an awareness Mm. around the fact that you have, have been blessed in certain ways. Um, but what I also think it shows, I think it shows that, you know, when you have the family foundation, um, you know, perhaps that you came from and look, and I didn't, I came from, like, I I love my family, but we were really dysfunctional. So you and I are like polar opposites, but I think it shows that when you do have a really good foundation, um, you know, and even if you didn't come from a good foundation and you're going to have your own children, you can still build that. But for you, Clarissa, I think think you've come from a beautiful foundation in your own family growing up. Um, Mm. And that's, you know, I think that 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 your proof that, you know, when you can build that, you know, like your parents have or your family have. And that's not to say, you know, you you haven't had ups and downs in life. I'm sure you have. (laughs) But I think that that can then, you know, sort of translate into one's life, which I think it has with you. You know, you're saying you didn't have depression or anxiety because you had that foundation. And anyone mm. listening who thinks, oh, well, I didn't come from that. Yeah, you may not have, but you can build that in your own family. You know, definitely. the fact that you're aware that, you know, you still need to have time, you know, with your partner and, you know, you don't want to have your children, um, I'm not going to say attached to you, but, you know, you're okay with them going and spending a couple of nights as, as infants with 
um, you know, your family. I think that's a wonderful thing. And I think it teaches the children too that, you know, I I don't, um, it teaches them at a young age maybe how to be a little bit more independent. Definitely. And that's super important for, it's just super important for me. And, um, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that I think this is what the five years prior to children that I'm super grateful of that it taught me was to be self-aware and to, as to how important it is to take care of yourself prior to that, which is why I don't want my kids attached to me all the time because there's a high chance that I'm, it's probably maybe a fear that I have that I will also get attached to them Mm. and then I will let myself go. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to let myself go completely as a mom and lose myself in that world because I know I wouldn't be happy. I know it wouldn't benefit me as Mm. well. And so if, if I ever had any of my clients that said to me, you know, we're thinking about having, um, thinking about having kids soon just a journey if I could ever recommend to them a journey of self-awareness prior to that for me it was through my fitness you know for someone else it might be through something completely different so that when you know times are tough with the kids you can just sort of go back to that foundation that you had prior to that and you go and do whatever you did that brought you your self-awareness you go and do that and you almost feel like that little bit rejuvenated so for me it was yeah still training you know I was able to go and do that and it brought back almost that feeling of who I was and what's important for me same with working I went back to work I think about four days after having my kids did you really yeah (laughs) I did. Oh my gosh, that is, yeah. I don't think I've heard that before, four days, that's a record, that is awesome. Yeah, and because that was important for me, it was mm-hmm. something that I needed to do for me, for, yeah. for myself, for my own mental health, and, you know, so, but I was aware of all of this prior to having kids, I knew what was important to me, I knew keeping healthy was important, and I knew that I loved to work, and those were the things that I wanted to keep doing. yeah. So I kept on doing them after, even when they were babies. And I love that. And I think that's that's a good point to make for, for any mums listening. Like, you know, there's no right or wrong, do what works for mm. you. But I do think it is important that, um, you know, you do maintain a sense of self in which whatever whatever that looks like for you. Because I, I have seen some, I, I do know some, some mums who, um, I mean, look, I think even a you know a mother child it's still a relationship and you know both can become attached to that relationship mm-hmm. you know like i've seen some mums they become so attached to the you know relationship they have with the child and you know um as you do as a mum i'm sure you do have that anyway but i think maybe attached is the wrong word maybe reliant their mm-hmm. whole yeah. world is reliant on being a mum and it's like well that's wonderful and they lose they totally just forget all the other parts of themselves that they once had and you know say I don't have time which I'm sure that that's true but you know how are you feeling on the inside when you're snapping at your child because you're so depleted and you know you're struggling to cope because you can't connect with a sense of self I think 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I I 100% agree with that. And I think, look, on the other side of things, I think mums that are sort of going through that or feel that way, if they're happy with it, great. You know, Absolutely. keep going with it. Yes. Keep, keep going with it. Um, yeah. I think that's the whole other thing because some women, I think, yearn to have kids so much as yes. well. And when they yeah. have them, that is them at their absolute best. Yeah, and absolutely. That is amazing as well. But I think what makes the difference is, is that one, they were probably aware of that prior to that. Oh gosh. <laughs> they were probably aware of that prior to it. And then, yeah. there, you know, there's the other side of it is if you want to be who you were and you want that time alone, but you can't then maybe there's some work that needs to be done or something that needs to change. Um, But, you know, that's why I think it's so important to have that work on yourself before this so that you know what it's like to reflect. You know what it's like to sit down and be like, okay, well, something in my life at the moment isn't right. It's not balanced, if you want to say. What is it? What is missing in that? And it's, I think it's... next level hard to do it mm-hmm. when you're a mom because I think there's there's that part of you naturally that will always think about the kids it doesn't sort of fully think about yourself mm-hmm. but being able to same snap yourself out of that and trying to be like no what is it that I need you know because there's no point giving your family absolutely everything if you're giving it from nothing as well if you're serving from an empty vessel I think is yeah. what they say I think that's perfectly said. I think, yeah, I think that's so true, Clarissa. And and as you said, like for 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 some for some women, they're you know they were put here to be mums. You know, I truly believe that. And there are some women who just absolutely relish in being pregnant. And that's a wonderful thing. I don't want anyone to think mm-hmm. that we're sitting here saying that that's not a wonderful thing. I know, thing. it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they do. They relish in that and they relish in being a mum. And some women truly are, I, I believe, are put on earth to be that that's their vocation and for some others that's not entirely it doesn't it's okay for some women Mm -hmm. if they say I'm not entirely fulfilled just from doing that I need something more and that is okay that's me yeah and that's me too Uh, that's me too I already know that (laughs) I can yeah yeah I'm with you Clarissa and that's probably yeah why I probably resonate with a lot of things (laughs) you're saying because I I know that about myself um yeah yeah, but I think that's wonderful so um where are you at today today in life you know I know that's a Mm. really hard question but in life just you know in in general where's where's Clarissa at um still working still a trainer um wonderful still a mum, <laughs> and now sort of um now that my second child is about to turn one um feeling like I can sort of bring the focus back to myself now and yeah that's where I'm at I'm I know my my kids are in a good place and I'm ready to sort of bring myself back to a place that I feel really good at so that's where I'm at at the moment starting to think about Clarissa almost 98% of the time good on you (laughs) good on you no good on you I love that that's wonderful well I thank you so much thank you so much for coming on and and you know sharing your journey and and being open about that and you're still training I don't know how you find time 
And I was like, <laughs> still at that 4 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> at that five o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'd yes. love to say I want to take a leaf out of your book, Clarissa. I'm just not sure if I'm as, as disciplined as you. <laughs> oh, look, and a big part of that came same from habits that I built before and mm. it's what I used to always do. I've tried everything else. Everything else doesn't quite work. Mm-hmm. This is what works. This is what when the kids are you. asleep and it's my time. Um, yes, yeah, so that's why. That's what makes it easy. That's what makes it so easy because it's just my time yeah well good good on you good on you for still taking that for yourself so yeah thank you that's wonderful Clarissa thank you so much thank you so much for giving me time and coming on and um yeah sharing part of your journey I had a great chat it was it was nice it was nice and easy an hour flew by (laughs) and it goes really quick doesn't it it does it really does I feel I feel good now If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to like, rate and subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. If you would also like to connect with the Be Soulful podcast, please find us on Instagram at Be Soul Podcast. Thank you so much.